0: on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Xerky. Hello, everyone. There are no birthdays being celebrated on this week's show, and the segment topics are a bit unusual. So, having no clever summary, I'm just going to let you find out what they are as we go through the show. On last week's show, I played Sing a Song by Charles Cayley, which reminded me of one of my top ten Desert Isle discs. Sing Song Girl by Leroy Shield in his orchestra. I haven't played it lately, so here it is to start off a sing song set.
1: The convicts in the jailhouse have some fun They hold a little sing-song when the toil of day is done They all forget their sorrows as they sing in harmony The warden says, be happy boys, it's quite okay by me There's a song they sing at a sing-song in Sing Sing There's a song they sing at a sing-song in Sing Sing Oh, we wish that we were sparrows so we could fly away. That's a song they sing at a sing-song in Sing Sing. can be he's locked up in the jailhouse and he's filled with misery they call him Bill the butcher cause he slaughtered 20 cops and then he told the judge I'd like to trim your mutton chops there's a song they sing and a sing song in sing sing Winky Wang, a Chinaman, is convict 92. He gave a smoking concert down 11th Avenue. The cops were not invited, but they turned up, so it seems, and found the gushed-down party in the land of happy dreams. that we were sparrows so we could fly away the song they sing and a big song.
0: That one goes out to my friend, accordionist extraordinaire Matt Tolentino. There's a song they sing at a sing-song in Sing Sing, performed there by Primo Scala's accordion band, on a Rex 78 waxed in February of 1936. There's a song they sing at a sing-song in Sing Sing, was written by Eddie Lisbona, accordionist in Brian Lawrence's Lansdowne House Sextet, and Tommy Connor, who also wrote The Little Boy That Santa Claus Forgot they're real people, but Primo Scala isn't. It's a pseudonym for British pianist, musical director, and producer Harry Bidgood, who also made up Roma's accordion band and Rossini's accordion band, all the same group. Matt Tolentino is a real person also, and you can find out all about him at his website, matttolentino.com. He's the founder of the Matt Tolentino Band, the Singapore Slingers, and his polka band, the Royal Klobosniks. And Matt, consider this a formal request for There's a Song They Sing at a Sing-Song in Sing Sing on the next Thursday night from the Parlor broadcast. That's matttolentino.com, where you can pre-order the Singapore Slinger's brand-new CD, which will be out very soon. Before Primo Scala, it was Rudy Widoff's Californians with Sing-Song Man, written by Con Conrad and Cliff Friend, from around February of 1922, issued on Brunswick 2275. We started that sing-song set with one of my favorite records of all time, Sing Song Girl, composed by James F. Hanley. James Blackstone sang the Joseph McCarthy lyrics on September 26, 1930, in Hollywood, but I couldn't find anything else that he did. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. I just had a brainstorm about a topic not explored on the show before. Brains. All right, save the jokes about there not being any brains on this show. Here's Jimmy Elkins and his Winter Garden Orchestra.
2: kettle he should be on his mettle, and yet I'm torn apart just because I'm presuming that I could be kinda human if I only had a heart I'd be tender I'd be gentle and awful sentimental concerning love and art I'd be friends with the sparrows and the boy that shoots the arrows if I only had a heart Picture me, a balcony, above a voice sings low. Well, wherefore
3: art thou, Romeo?
2: I hear a beat. How sweet just to register emotion, jealousy, devotion, and really feel the part. I would stay young and chipper and I'd lock it with a zipper if I only had a heart.
4: I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. In my head I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. I'd unravel every riddle for any individual in trouble or in pain. With the thoughts you'd
5: be thinking you could be another Lincoln if you only had a brain.
4: Oh, I could tell you why, the ocean's near the shore. I could think of things I never thought before. And then I'd sit and think some more. I would not be just a nothing, my head all full of stuff and my heart all full of pain. And perhaps I'd deserve you and be even worthy of you if I only had a brain.
2: It said,
6: believe me, missy, when you're born to be a sissy without the vim and verve. But I could show my prowess, be a lion, not a mouse, if I only had the noive. I'm afraid there's no denying, I'm just a dandelion, a fate I don't deserve.
4: I'd be brave as a blizzard. I'd be gentle as a lizard. I'd be clever
2: as a gizzard. If the wizard is a wizard, who will serve?
4: Then I'm sure to get a brain, a heart,
2: a
0: home, the noive. You no doubt instantly recognize that last band from their segment on the May 10th show. That's right, Gray Gordon and his TikTok rhythm orchestra. And you no doubt recognize that song, If I Only Had a Brain, If I Only Had a Heart, If I Only Had the Nerve, written by Yip Harburg and Harold Arlen for the MGM movie The Wizard of Oz. The vocal refrain is by Shirley Lane, saxophonist Cliff Grass, guitarist Bill North, and Gray Gordon himself. Victor 26328 was recorded December 14, 1938. Before that, Earl Hines on the Storytone piano with his disturbingly titled composition, Child of a Disordered Brain. I have no idea of the story behind that title, but if you didn't know better, you might think it was a Raymond Scott tune. That record is in the Smithsonian's National Museum of American History, although not currently on display. It was recorded February 26, 1940 by Victor and released on their Bluebird label. You've heard a Storytone piano once before on the show. That's right, on July 29, 2018, when Bob Zerke played Tomcat on the Keys from 1939. Storytone was a joint venture by the piano maker Story and Clark and RCA. It was the world's first electric piano, and instead of a soundboard, had electromagnetic pickups, a power amplifier, and speakers. It, along with the Hammond Novacord, which you heard last week, the world's first polyphonic tube synthesizer, made their debut at the 1939 World's Fair. Only about 500 storytone pianos were produced and featured an Art Deco streamline design by American industrial designer John Vasos. We started that brainiac set with Australian Jimmy Elkins and his Winter Garden Orchestra and Brainstorm from January 18, 1928. Not the Winter Garden Theater in New York, built in 1896. This Winter Garden Theater was a movie palace built in 1928, in Sydney, Australia. Unfortunately, it was demolished in 1987. I had actually planned a Pacific segment for this show before hearing the following news last week. There's a very famous high-end classic steakhouse here in Los Angeles called Pacific Dining Car. It's been around since 1921, and yes, it started in a railroad train car right in the middle of downtown and has been run by the same family for four generations. I've had the great pleasure of dining there on several occasions, most recently for our 43rd wedding anniversary this past February. Decades ago, a second PDC opened in Santa Monica, but sadly that location is now a casualty of the pandemic and has been closed permanently. Although they've been open for pickup, that's just not the same, and I'm hoping the downtown restaurant will soon be back open for dining in the elegant and historic interior, not to mention old fashions in the storied bar. Here's the QHCF. Ah! There's a Triple R debut for Frenchie's string band playing Texas and Pacific Blues on December 5th, 1928, in Dallas, Texas, on Columbia 14387. Frenchie was cornetist polite Frenchie Christian, who was joined by, depending on which discography you're looking at, Percy Derenborg or Coley Jones playing the banjo, and Octave Gaspard on string bass, although his presence is not confirmed. Before that, another Triple R debut for a very obscure band called Hips Commanders. They made only four issued sides in a single session on March 15, 1931, in Grafton, Wisconsin. We heard one of them, Blue Pacific Moonlight, written by Wallace Herbert and Jack Payne. The leader of Hips Commanders was Harold Haynes, better known as Hip Haynes. The group was also known as Harold Haynes and his Commanders and played at ballrooms and was heard on CBS radio. In 1932, Hip Haynes sold the orchestra to Rudy Borup, drummer in the band. He, in turn, sold a half-interest to the piano player, a fellow named Lake, and the group became the Rudy Lake Orchestra, which was together until at least mid-1941. We don't know much about Hip Haynes, but we know a great deal about the vocalist on that record, Johnny Olson. And yes, that's the same Johnny Olson who was the announcer, host, and even creator of a whole slew of radio and television shows, including What's My Line, I've Got a Secret, Match Game, To Tell the Truth, The Jackie Gleason Show, and right up until his death in 1985, The Price is Right. He was born May 22, 1910, in Wyndham, Minnesota, And his show business career started at age 14 when he started broadcasting using a homemade radio transmitter. In 1928, at just 18 years of age, he became the youngest radio station manager in the country at KGDA, Mitchell, South Dakota. He left KDGA to study pharmacy at the University of Minnesota, but left for an opportunity as vocalist with the Rainbow Revelers. With that experience, he founded his own group, the Rhythm Rascals, and fronted and sang for Haynes Grenadiers, which was in existence until 1964. After leaving the Grenadiers, Olsen toured as a singer and manager for Hipp's Commanders. After making the recordings in Grafton, all 12 of the Commanders traveled in a customized Buick to Chicago, where they auditioned for Lawrence Welk, Wayne King, and Jan Garber, but they were ultimately represented by Music Corporation of America and had every reason to believe they were headed for great success. But Johnny Olson missed radio and suddenly left the group in 1931 to return to KGDA. American Dance Bands on Record and Film credits Johnny Olson with an E, but Johnny's birth name was John Leonard Olson with an O. Both are actually correct. Throughout his career, he spelled his name different ways, sometimes at the request of a sponsor, as John, Johnny with an I-E, or Johnny with a Y. When he moved to New York City, he changed the spelling of his last name to Olson with an E, but after the 1950s, to the end of his career, he was Johnny with a Y, Olson with an O. We begin that Pacific set with the quintet of the Hot Club of France with Mystery Pacific. From April 27th, 1937. It's not easy to get train sounds out of a guitar and violin, but Django Reinhardt on guitar and Stefan Grappelli on violin sure pulled it off. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available on demand, anytime at all online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And you can ask your smart speaker to play our latest episode simply by saying, Play Rapidly Rotating Records Podcast. Last week we celebrated Arkansas Statehood, and I had a couple of records lined up for that segment that I didn't have time to play. So you'll hear them this week in the second half of this segment featuring a little traveling music.
5: Gwynner where he is. <laughs> could you tell me who lives over there in that little cabin? Me and John. Well, where is John? He's gone a hunt. Is he a pretty good shot? Well, he's about half shot when he left this morning. <laughs> Say, could a fella get anything to drink around here? I guess so. There's a creek on both sides of my house. <laughs> I mean, is there any spirits around here? Oh, no, my house ain't haunted. Listen, man, I mean, is there any liquor around here? There might be a little pot liquor around there in the corner of the house if the hound hasn't drunk it up. You think you're smart, don't you? You don't even know that the world and a cat's tail is just alike. There ain't no way alike. Oh, yes. How'd you get that? Ain't it fair to the end? Awful bad, man. What's the matter with you? I didn't sleep any last night. Well, why? The window shaded is up. Well, why didn't you pull it down? It was across the street and I couldn't reach it. Hmm. What's the smallest thing you've ever seen? A flea. Oh, that's a mountain. That's a big thing. What's the smallest thing you ever seen? The smallest thing I ever seen was a freckle on a flea's eyebrow. <laughs> What's the longest train you ever seen? Ten mile long. That's a short train. How was that? The engine's in one town and the cab is in another, and they were ten miles apart. That ain't no train. What's the longest train you ever seen? The man? longest train I ever seen. The engine was going 75 miles an hour, and the cab hadn't started. That beats me. How long have you been living around here sure, anyhow? You see that mountain over there? Mm-hmm. Here's the sink holding ground when I come here. <laughs> According to that, you've been living around here about all your life then, ain't you? Heck no, I ain't dead yet. What kind of bitches is them you got on? They're leather bitches and they're ripped. Well, hook them up a little,
3: big boy.
0: the the. I don't care who you are, that's funny. The Tennessee Ramblers and Tennessee traveler from Vocalion 5378 recorded in Knoxville around March or April of 1930. There were actually two groups called the Tennessee Ramblers. This one was from East Tennessee and was started in the 20s by the patriarch of the Seavers family, William Seavers, with his son James and daughter Willie, and came to be known as the Seavers Ramblers. The Seavers Ramblers were still playing around Knoxville in the 1970s. Before that, something completely different from Ted Weems and his orchestra, Traveling Blues, subtitled An Indigo Whale, written by Dewey Bergman and Ben Russell. The Victor recording director was very patient with the band because it took two sessions, but they finally got it right on Take 9, October 21, 1924. The only other time I've played Traveling Blues was back in 2005. That's right, on the October 16th show. But do you remember by whom? Right again. Pola's Clover Gardens Orchestra, who recorded it in 1926 for Edison. And now, as promised, here are the other two Arkansas records I was going to play last week.
1: Well, folks, we're going to give you the pure, genuine Arkansas traveler like you never heard it before. And Riley, I want you to get going on that guitar, and I don't mean
4: perhaps.
3: Good. Thank you.
6: to this place, I'll go over in Arkansas and see my old friend Red a while. Say, old man, where did this road go to? Boy, I've been living over here three years, and I haven't never seen it go nowhere yet. I know you don't understand me. I don't know where that thing forks at. That's well, it me. don't fork. It fits all of his on top of that hill over there. How about this creek over here? It's hit very deep. Water all the way to the bottom. How'd the potatoes turn out? Hell, they never turned out. Me and Sal dug them out. the cloud your corn looks mighty little in the yellow. Well, I planted the yellow kind. looks at that stuff, you ain't gonna get a half a crop over it. Well, fool, I'm working on haze. Rid, you got mighty dry eats around your house. Well, there's plenty of water over well, there. Get it and wet it. Ain't you got no knives? No, sir. Ain't you got no forks? No, sir. How do you do of a well, thank you. How are you? You've been living in here anyway. You see that mountain over there? Yes, sir. Well, there's a hell of a hole in the ground now. Come
3: here.
6: Mighty wind, does the wind blow this way all the time. Well, hell no, it blows in this other way sometimes. I wish you'd head that cow for me, please. She's done headed. Turner, then Turner. Fool, she's done turned the hair sides out. It's like you could speak to her. Good morning, cow. Really, this don't be as much between you and a fool anyway. I'll tell you. Well, just a to to is all I see between me and Earl Johnson. Yeah, I see, sort of a cut up, ain't you? No, sir. I'm a Ford cutout, wide
0: open. I don't care who you are, it's funny. Earl Johnson and his clodhoppers with Earl Johnson's Arkansas Traveler. Arkansas with a W, of course. That's from OK45156, recorded in Atlanta, Georgia, on October 11, 1927. The first speaker in that dialogue was violinist Earl Johnson, and the other speaker was Red Henderson, guitarist in the band. The other clodhopper was Emmett Bankston, who played banjo. Before that, Gid Tanner and the Skillet Lickers with the new Arkansas Traveler. Arkansas with an S in this case. Columbia recorded that on April 14, 1930, also in Atlanta. And I love that line at the beginning where Gid tells Riley Puckett, Riley, I want you to get going on that guitar, and I don't mean perhaps. I don't know about you, but when I hear the word shawl, I immediately think of two things. One is the portrait of kindly, grandmotherly Mary C. in her white lace shawl, which adorns every box of C.'s candy. The other is Spanish Shawl, the 1925 tune by Elmer Schobel. There are lots of recordings of Spanish Shawl, my favorite by Edwin J. McAnally's orchestra, but I recently came across a version by Burt Furman, and here it is to start off a set of rapidly rotating records about shawls which I'm going to listen to while enjoying a piece of C's candy. Probably a Bordeaux. I can spot those things in a box of C's candy a mile away. Of tunes about shawls. First was the Carleton Hotel Dance Orchestra, a Bert Furman pseudonym with Spanish shawl, written by Elmer Schoble, recorded March 15, 1926. That was followed by Henry King and his orchestra with My Shawl, recorded July 21, 1938, and issued on Decca 25085. Well, not my shawl. Xavier Cugat's shawl. He wrote it i'm glenn robison and i'm ecstatic that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to rapidly rotating records if you had half as much fun as i did then i had twice as much fun as you i hope you'll click in or tune in again next week and as always i thank you for your very kind attention